Sam Raimi's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. But yeah, where do I start? This was a masterpiece, I think, personally. This was a great... This was a great film. This was a really awesome way for Marvel to just come off their guard and rain down their own terrain, of, if that's the saying, of what they just want to do. Like, they can free reign over this. For that kind of reason, there is a few things about it that I don't like, but when you disregard those things, which I think you will when I go to explain them, you might just think, oh, it doesn't matter, they can do what they want, because it's film, it's not the continuity of the comics or anything like that, so, like, they have to strictly follow or anything like that, So, <clears throat> which is kind of my main pet hate with the film. Um, so yeah, I'll get into that first with being Scarlet Witch, who's in it, Wanda Maximoff, who we've known um, grow as a character since the days of Captain America Winter Soldier and Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, she's finally basically been corrupted by the dark hole that we saw her using in WandaVision, and now she's gone complete rogue, the villain Scarlet Witch that we're all known and accustomed to, us comic book fanatics. Um, but in the comics, she's not a Doctor Strange villain, so her place in being an antagonist in this film is worthy by what they're doing within the MCU, it's worthy for the sense of the relatability between sorcery and witchcraft um, and just those characters having knowledge of each other and what's been going on. And, you know, the relics of um, runes and the dark hold and obviously all the Doctor Strange related like sorcery spells and the Book of Vashanti that they reference throughout the film um, and whatnot. And obviously all the multiverse experience of everything and like what she's trying to achieve based um, what she's trying to achieve compared to like what he's been through it's on colliding paths so understandable for a story ooh, felt wobbly then understandable on a, um, a story expense from the MCU but but yeah like it's more relevant for the Sinister Strange with the third eye to like have the dark holding it corrupting him as well and obviously on the story aspect of it as well and you have Shuma Gorath who's obviously in this even though it's not actually named in the film um, is named it through the merchandise as Gargantos, which is a completely different character. Um, so I suppose I'm, I'm happy that there was some relevance regarding that creature as um, an antagonist in the story as well, even for a brief period. And the action scene between Doctor Strange Wong, America Chavez, and Gargantos, whatever you want to call the octopus-like creature, was amazing. I didn't. I obviously Sam Raimi intended for it to be more like a horror film. Um, and obviously, for those who don't know, Sam Raimi also directed the original Spider-Man trilogy with Tommy Maguire. Of course, I was going to say it in this kind of video. Come on, guys, you know me. So that action sequence where Doctor Strange basically, like, you know, manifests his hands to, as part of a spell to kind of grab, grab the pole and inject Shuma Gorath in the eye and just eject the eye in the most gory, kind of really explicit way possible. That's, an, that's a death that doesn't need any, like explanation at all there's no like chance that that creature is going to come back like there's a quite a lot of deaths in this where you think mm, it's like are they dead are they not dead you don't know um but yeah for, regarding deaths in the darkness of the story it's like insane honestly insane good job on sam raimi for making the first mcu horror film that i feel like shouldn't earn its place on the pg table <laughs> but it does i think um might need to recheck that. I don't know what it is on, on international, but in the UK, I believe it's a PG. Uh, I do like the kind of evolution between Doctor Strange not being with Christine Palmer, him kind of finally confessing that he's like kind of the scared of the romantic kind of realm region, 
uh, <laughs> by the end of the film. And like nothing really comes of it. He doesn't get with her. He doesn't get with any of her variants. They have more of an experience between the two of, two of each other, but he accepts how he feels about her, but obviously nothing can really be done because her, his version of her from his universe has got married as of this film. Um, and the variants are kind of like, they don't really want to know because they've had a rocky history. So he understands more about their relationship and how it works within the universes. Um, and he's able to kind of confront and confess parts of himself to this new Christine. But like, it didn't work out. And I think I kind of like that it didn't, like it ended that way. Like, and I think that's what Sam Raimi's kind of used to. He was like, when it got to that part of the story, it was kind of like, uh, this is the Toby and MJ of the story. This is like this Peter and MJ of the story. Like this will be easy to work. Just make a really complicated relationship. You know, greatest superhero, greatest surgeon, but still didn't get the girl. Kind of kind of thing. I think that was that was pretty good dynamic, and that was probably some of the best evolution for Doctor Strange's story, other than finding out he had a sister Donna, like in the comics, who drowned in frozen ice in the lake. And that was that was a pretty good explanation as well. The Illuminati, that was pretty obvious before we even saw the spoiled like TV spot where um, Mordo, um, who returns from the first film, but this is a variant version, so it's not the one that we know, um, spoiled it in the trailer. Um, but yes, they were the Illuminati. Um, him being a member of one, um, replacing Doctor Strange and being the Sorcerer Supreme in that universe. Um, as a member of the Illuminati and one of the two leaders, along with um, who we all guessed, Patrick Stewart's Charles Xavier. Not the version that we follow throughout the X-Men films. Again, this is another variant of that version of that character. He has like a kind of yellow hovering wheelchair, a bit like what he's domed in the comics a few times. To reference What If, we got Hayley Atwell as Captain Carter, um, which I think a lot of people were expecting. And there was a few hints from some of the early concepts, arts and posters. Um, obviously a, a later TV spot also kind of revealed the shield as well. Um, now for the ones that we didn't know. Superior Iron Man, or the character we thought was Superior Iron Man, was actually Maria Rambo. And for those who don't know, Carol Danvers' best friend, Captain Marvel, a variant of her character who becomes Captain Marvel. And we all knew it was a Captain Marvel-like character. Some people thought it was, was Captain Marvel, some people thought it was Kang, some people thought it was Tom Cruise's Superior Iron Man. Nope, Maria Rambo. It's Captain Marvel in a pretty insane outfit. That was cool. Then we had Anson Mount. I think that's how you say his name. Um, I'm not sure. The act I might have botched that completely. Uh, the actor who plays um, Black Bolt, um, or that variant of Black Bolt, uh, Blackacan Boltegard, who is king of the Inhumans in Atalan in, on the Earth. Basically, kind of like a god, but not really. He obviously was one of the main characters of um, the Inhuman series, which is available to watch on Disney+. Plus. It's a one-season show, not very popular amongst fans. If you were to ask me, if you were to ask me to describe it in one sentence, I'd basically say it's it's Thor. If it, it's a beta version of the Thor, the original 2011 Thor movie, um, cut into an episodic series, um, dealing with a group of characters rather than one individual superhero um, on the moon, rather than another realm. Um, and basically the film, the, the series is basically the same. Like there's, there's not much difference in depiction other than there's not obviously the astrologer characters, but there is other characters in relation to them or hang out with them, shall we say. Yeah. And obviously as, as Song Mount was the character, was the actor who played Black Bolt in that show as well. Um, a variant of that version. So that officially canonizes the Inhumans show as MCU continuity as well. So worth the watch. 
um, for that reason, if you're interested. And then the final one, and this is the one that people were really hoping for, and we, boy, oh my boy God, we got it. Um, John Krasinski as Reed Richards um, in, in that universe in 838, classed um, as by Mordo as the smartest person alive, member of the Fantastic Four. And not only that, he is married to, Su to um, Susan Storm, uh, who obviously is indirectly mentioned, not by name, um, and has children um, in that timeline as well. And Wanda turns up and kills them all. <laughs> yeah, but um, don't worry because the Captain Carter that we followed in that film is not the same from the What If series. Again, it's another variant. John Krasinski is fantastic as Mr. Fantastic. Again, another variant. We'll see either him. Um, they did say that was a fan casting choice. So I'm wondering whether or not he's going to be cast as the real, well, uh, the 616 version of Reed Richards uh, when they finally do the Fantastic Four film in the MCU. But obviously, our 616 Doctor Strange that we follow uh, throughout the two movies and the rest of the MCU obviously now has knowledge of the Fantastic Four. Um, he even says the word um, words Fantastic Four. Didn't you guys chat in the 60s? Like, I, was re I, I was in hysterics when he said that. Wong as the Sorcerer Supreme was amazing in this film. Benedict Wong has literally stolen the show, um, or stolen, like, Phase 4, basically, in terms of content, appearing in Shang-Chi, Spider-Man No Way Home, um, obviously now Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness as well. I feel like he's been in something else as well. I think he was rumoured to be in Eternals, but I don't, he wasn't, obviously. I feel like he was in a show as well, maybe? Was he in a show? Well, he was in What If? The zombie episode, anyway, I remember that. I remember because um, some of the knockoff Lego that I got had um, was a zombie one, but then saying that there was a zombie US agent, he didn't become, he wasn't in that. So I don't know, but I'm pretty calm. Yeah, he was. I remember now from the zombie episode, he was in that. America Chavez being able to jump through, through universes um, using her powers. Pretty standard stuff. I had no query with that. I had no issue with that. I think it was obviously relevant to what the story needed. She was meant to have a debut in No Way Home. I do like the little nod to No Way Home as well that they did. I was so surprised that they were allowed to include it without Sony, like, you know, wiping Marvel's ass too much about that. Um, just by simply mentioning the word Spider-Man um, in the film. I feel like Sony would have wanted to get all over that and have, like, some sort of, like, involvement just by the mentioning of his name and referencing to the character and what the character can do having a whole scene of conversation about him um, because they were like oh just recently with um there was an incident involving spider-man regarding the multiverse which is a direct reference to spider-man no way home being a sony film so therefore i just i feel like if not now soon there'll be backlash about that when somebody the wrong person goes to see it for no reason and other than just wanting to see it to see if it did, to just find that specific moment without knowing it's there. And then just, they throw a hissy about it. Sony throw a hissy about it for some reason. I, I, I can just see that coming. Like, comment below if you agree with me. I just, if you know what I'm talking about, but I'll just see that coming. But yeah, uh, overall, amazing film. And we get Charlize Throne at the end, who's clear, who at the moment is being portrayed in the comics as like a sort of female Doctor Strange variant, um, but, She's also an actual villain of Doctor Strange in the comics as well, and the person I thought was going to be the villain of this. Uh, this, well, a Doctor Strange sequel before I found out what it was. Um, obviously, she's going to play a part in Doctor Strange 3. Um, we've got Doctor Strange who, because he's been like corrupted by the Darkhold himself now, um, by having used it, even though obviously it's destroyed, um, he's like the last person alive 
throughout the whole multiverse who's actually used it, you know, the presence of the MCU continuity um, from what we've seen, other than obviously Scarlet Witch and his variants. So it's just whether or not he'll like be further corrupted by what's left of that power that he had that he used, um, despite the Dark Hole being destroyed. Like maybe that was kind of like a him gaining that third eye was just sort of like the price that he pays or sort of something like that. I feel like that might that might be something that we find out about in a later Doctor Strange film. No idea. And then we get the classic cameos from Bruce Campbell as well. Like we all knew it was coming. I actually didn't recognise him until the final post-credit scene at the very end of the credits where he stops punching himself. And that's when I recognised him. Boy, has he aged by slight coloration and slight wrinkles and color, like hair and just ever so slightly in the face, but barely at all. You can barely notice any change whatsoever. It's literally hair and that's about it. Like, he looks the exact same. What it sets up, obviously, continues to set up the Young Avengers through um, Scarlet Witch's children, Tommy and Billy, who obviously she's entering the multiverse to kind of find because we find out that dreams are basically you see seeing through to the seeing through the eyes of your variants throughout the multiverse and that's what a dream is <laughs> so one's got a recurring dream of being chased by a giraffe naked or something like that and <laughs> apparently that's actually happening in other universes the film was pretty insane like again like the only pet peeve is that scarlet which is not a doctor strange villain in the comics if she was to go up against, say, the X-Men and like do a, like, a bit of a House of N kind of like story, then but obviously they didn't go that route and she died at the end of the film. But then I've had a lot of people say that, well, she's not dead, she didn't see the body. It's like with most of the characters that die, you kind of see their deaths or at least see the body implying the character has died. Yeah, sorry. Um, America Chavez, Billy and Tommy um, being all set up for the Young Avengers, that's going forward. Obviously, still, you can tell that's being set up. Once they do Hulkling and She-Hulk, you know they're making Young Avengers. There's no reason why they shouldn't. Once they do that, and maybe Iron Lad as well in a future project, which is technically a Kang variant, so again, even more relevant, you know Young Avengers is on the way. Come on, guys. It's so obvious. There is rumours for a Scarlet Witch film, and I, I think that... There's a lot more that still needs to be done with that character. I think she needs a proper redemption now. Um, I think we've seen the worst of her regarding the villainy, obviously through this movie. So I, I know that she'll probably be, if she is still alive, she'll be very disregarded by the public. But I think something will happen now and more in her favor that'll gain the trust back. And White Vision is technically Vision um, that we followed throughout the MCU. So he's been resurrected through that character. So I think those two need to come cross, cross paths at some point. Anyway, and they have been discussing a Scarlet Witch movie, um, potentially following up um, at some point. So that'll be insane. Plus, I don't really like the idea of Agatha outliving her after all the shit that she put her through in WandaVision, throughout those last few episodes in, in particular. So I would like to see more continu um, continuation with that. And obviously we're getting Agatha House of Harkness. So whether that means Wanda will return and the two end up becoming friends or whatever, or enemies again going forward, whatever they plan to do, I have no idea. But we'll see, we'll see. Other than that, I have no idea. Doctor Strange Incursion, Doctor Strange 3, Doctor, Doctor Strange and Clear enter Dark Dimension. Excuse me. Um, yeah, lost for words. Um, pretty insane movie. Obviously we're getting uh, Miss Marvel coming out on June 8th. That'll start streaming from then. We get Thor Love and Thunder, the new trailer's out for that. Um, there was other stuff I was going to mention, but I cannot remember what that is. Uh, if there's anything, as I, as I always say, if there's anything you wanted us to add in this review, or me in particular, for me being in this one, please let me know in the comments. And we'll see you guys 
next time for what comes next. I do believe Pat, Pat's got plans to do videos for Northman and Operation Mincemeat, so those will be coming out soon. Um, and yeah, and here's a here's a question that I would like someone to answer if they've watched to this point of the video. Upgrading to 4K from DVD, is it worth it? Ciao.